0: It's a whole crowd of men out there who need this Welcome to the case study This case study will be marked down in time Known to all as the record keeper Of the historic rise of the woke Man Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth, revealing emotion strengthening their self-awareness and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca, Luca Reedy, from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a subseries. You're welcome. Welcome back to The Woke Man series, ladies and gentlemen, where we make men woke by hearing the stories of the unconscious man's journey into the conscious life. And I'm here with my brother, Timmy Strong. Man, how are you?
1: Good, thanks, Luca. Good, night.
0: Thanks for, thanks for joining me, brother. And this is your, your first podcast, is it?
1: It is, mate. It is, yes. It's uh, popping the cherry.
0: I wanted to um, actually record you when I very first started the Feeling Alive podcast because of your business story. Obviously, we spent a bit of time in Bali together last last year, October. We did. And um, hearing your story is phenomenal, but at last, I get to finally uh, share that with the listeners today. So the first question is, where did you grow up and where do you live now?
1: I grew up on the outskirts of Sydney uh on the south uh south of sydney um yeah. and i am now back in sydney so in the in the hills area of yeah.
0: Sydney. yeah beautiful man how old are you now Th- uh
1: 41. i've got to say 30 because you just turned 30 but 41. <laughs> you
0: i wish i was 30. you wish well, 41. um what are you doing for a living right now brother
1: hey doing um uh, restart of a business. So um, looking into, I've been pulled into a business that we had um, uh, and getting manufacturing in the building industry uh, up and going. Mm -hmm. It's quite a big move in in DFMA design for manufacturing into the building industry. So I'm working with um, some private investors in in getting machinery put into some factory and getting the workload going, Mm -hmm. doing some building consulting work and doing men's um, mentoring and business coaching.
0: Mm, amazing and you got city cave as well and city cave yeah 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 and, and city cave and which is a float center in sydney
1: which is a float center yeah, it's a flight wellness center oh so wicked. we where we've got floating and we've got massage therapy saunas uh chiropractor and other nutritionist and uh yeah. alternative health space so preventative health basically
0: yeah yeah beautiful brother so what's one thing you're really good at timmy
1: People, I've got,
0: um, you know,
1: people skills um, in dealing with pulling the best out of people.
0: Mm -hmm. You used to have how many employees? 187. 187. 187. And that was in your building company, your construction company? Yeah, that
1: was in a a construction company called Strong Build that I had with my brothers. Um, And uh, yeah, so uh, my brother started that 20 years ago. Um, I stepped in in about 2011 Mm -hmm. um, uh, with my older brother and we started uh, a bigger commercial division of Strongbuild. Um, Mm -hmm. It was basically built on one-off houses, high bespoke housing on the south coast uh, of Sydney Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, we went into medium density and high rise.
0: Mm, Beautiful man you did quite well with that and obviously yeah had some just some life changes and, and turned it around hey and I guess we'll probably start talking about that in a bit but um, it's been a beautiful path you're on and it's obviously this, uh, like it's going to resonate with so many people, you know, the adversity that you've faced. So it's, it's beautiful to have you here. Yeah. Thanks, what's, what's your biggest fear right now?
1: Right now, my biggest fear is, you know, being at the, the level ground. I am at, um, where we're coming out of a, a, a big business, you know, $200 million turnover, uh, company. Mm. um to literally you know closing that down um uh, over the last twelve months um and and then losing my brother at christmas time um you know, who was business partner in businesses has, has, has really put me in a situation right now that to to be at ground zero um at my age in life um I, 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 my fear is to make the right decisions um that that that's gonna mm give me what I want um and my family and, and to live my purpose um you know it's it's like i get the chance now to rewrite uh yeah. you know my journey basically mm.
0: so you saw, you know, like the, the, the fear of not making the right decision 100 percent. yeah mm. yeah I feel that bro what's your, what's your favorite quote that that is that at the top of your mind right now one of your favorite quotes one of
1: my favourite quotes is actually a. It's a quote that got um, given to me by my dad, um, and it's "Love is never having to say I'm sorry."
0: Mm. What does that mean to uh, you?
1: That came out in a in a conversation. I was got goosebumps. Um, mm. yeah, it came out in a in a heated discussion I had with my dad when I was younger, and um, you know, we're, we're working with each other. So I worked for him in a family business, um, and and to me at the time, and it really does prevail now that. You know, if you love unconditionally um, and continue to do that, you'll never put yourself in a situation where you need to say, I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you, you're giving the bright properties um, of what the true meaning of you know, unconditional love is. Mm. And also, too, on the other side of it, it is that, you know, I didn't mean to do the wrong thing, but at the same time, too, unconditional um, healing of, of of what just happened. So, you know, making sure that you forgive unconditionally at the same time mm-hmm. to the people that you do love. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, beautiful, bro. What's a conscious man to you?
1: A conscious man is one who's connected to themselves, um, able to be vulnerable, uh, express themselves, um, happy to... You know, share their journey into who they are and what they've been through, um, and don't sit in the ego um, of what we can as men, um, and 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 shredding that ego away to to be connected and um, and to and to be that vulnerable state, and um, to heal yourself, and through healing yourself, heal others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, look at that. What's one thing that's challenging you right now?
1: Uh, challenging me right now, personally, um, it would be my, my purpose and, um, and, and, and living that purpose um, and expressing myself um, and, um, mm. and making sure my next journey is, um, you know, moving forward is, is living in that purpose.
0: and finding that yeah yeah you what are you sort of doing at the moment to to help find more purpose
1: um look i've I've, um i've been doing in our in our float centers i've been doing a lot of floating um and then and then and then through that i've also got um you know mentors around me and coaches um you know i've got i've had a life coach now for 16 years Mm. um so i go and see her um i'm doing a lot of um you know Literally mind mapping mm-hmm. um, meditation, uh, connecting and healing with myself, mm. and really making sure that the the direction that i'm I'm looking at is really serving that purpose in me and it's it's filling my cup um, and it's not just me always putting everything else forward mm. um, which i'm I'm a bandit for doing where I sacrifice myself mm-hmm. and 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 through sacrificing myself you know. I'll do everything for everybody else and I'll make sure I get stuff done. Like I'm a doer. Mm. Um, but in doing that, sometimes it's not actually the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, working with my mentor, working with my life coach, um, and, um, really just becoming connected to myself. And I'm, I'm really on a path right now that I want to heal myself before I make those decisions.
0: Fuck, that's powerful, man. What what's like, what's floating been like for
1: you? Oh, it's been amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially with the COVID period. Um, yeah. We've got a float centre there and we've got three float tanks and I've been turning it into like at night times, I've been turning it into the man cave instead of city cave. <laughs> um, you know, where I've been grabbing my mates and other men that I, I can see going through some challenges, the same as I am. You know, and, and being in the COVID and being shut down and being at home, I stuck with kids. Like I've got four boys, yeah. you know, and so I, I became instantly at home, you know, educator, Um and educating education is not my biggest strength, <laughs> mm. but 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 to, to do that and actually taking you know other men and myself down to the down to the cave at night time, um, and really just um, you know being at one sauntering, detoxing getting the float and meditating. Um, you know, and look, you know, like I was saying to you before, like I've been experimenting with different things, um, yeah. you know, and how I can get into a deep meditative state and how I can unlock. So I've been using plant medicines, um, okay. to, to help, you know, unlock and, and, and tear apart that layer of that holds ourselves down, which I call conscious mind, mm. you know, to get into the unconscious so I can get deep inside myself. So I can make sure that, you know, I am okay. Mm. I, I, I am doing okay. Because I've just yeah. come out of some pretty big, you know, business um, stuff. And I've come out of some pretty big, you know, my brother passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a state of, you know, mourning and loss, um, I want to make sure that decisions aren't based on, you know, that whole loss in, my, in myself. And I want to make sure that they're made, you know, properly. So, the yeah. the the, the, the floating has been an absolute dream to, into yeah. that connection.
0: Oh, that's awesome, bro. What's unconditional love mean to you? We sort unconditional of love, on
1: this. yeah, we sort of touched on it. I mean, unconditional love to me is, you know, is that and being a parent um, and and having kids and 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 a wife, unconditional love, you know, is something that you need to work on, mm. you know, and and it's not just something that is a, is is of the heart and go, oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, to be unconditional love is to continually want to work on. Your, like for example, marriage. You want to work on it. You want to. You want to love. Like it's continually working. Mm. It's 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 you know, showing forgiveness. It's showing love. It's showing gratitude. It's showing respect. That's that's unconditional love to me. Like when you've got your kids, it's the same matter. Like at the same time, you discipline. At the same time, you've got to love them, mm. and that grows that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's something that you both got to work on. Um, you know, you, you've got to work on it from both sides and willing to work on it, you know.
0: Yeah, the willingness is the key, A eh? Ah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, this is the last question, the quick fire. Do you believe in a greater power and what is that to you?
1: 100%, I do. Um, and I believe that that's what's got me through the last 18 months um, of, um, you know, loss of business and a loss of my brother. Mm. Um and and that, that that greater power to me is is God, uh, you know, and, and through my connection with God and my love of God, you know, um, and that greater power that, that that God reflects in my heart, and um, you know, and and surrender, you know, to uh, that greater power, that greater energy, the the Holy Spirit, the you know, what what is our our guidance mm-hmm. through life.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've um you've been a big follower of i mean jesus right and yeah. his teachings and and what he stand, stood for and, and obviously sharing this world how's, how's he helped you oh look and you know,
1: i you know if i go back many years like i wasn't a i was never raised in a in a christian family um i wasn't uh you know i went to a, um, an Anglican school um so we did go um you know through the bible and, and, and you know you go into bible studies and you, you learn it and stuff like that And it goes in one ear out the other it's like you know i don't want someone to control me mm. um but then going through the trials and tribulations that i have in my life um was a certain pinnacle point in my mid-20s mm. where um a friend of mine took me to church and it was from actually a men's conference and I went to this men's conference and uh i walked out of there just going wow i've got to surrender and what a better way of um you know following a journey um that that you know like you talk about jesus um a man who 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 stood for the principles of god on earth and and wanted to not fit into the the mold of every what everyone else was doing he went into churches he, he i mean he 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 slapped priests around basically um, that were doing the wrong thing. Like he really did. Like when you get into the scripture, he really did that. And he really wanted to shake up this world to live a better life. Yeah. You, know, and, and you, and, you know, and as you go through the stories, you you, you learn, I suppose, you know what that truly means to set yourself free from what the, the mould is of what humanity is now and what it was back then. Mm-hmm. And then to sacrifice his life you know, to me is a, is a major thing. And that's Mm. part of the surrender. And I found when I surrendered, I surrendered my ego. Mm. So it wasn't about me. Mm. And that was a pinnacle move in my life and a big shift.
0: Fucking totally, man. That's crazy. So let's get into the story, brother. Um, This is, (laughs) this is where we'll get into your conscious journey. And the first question is, what did your life look like as unwoke and what's it look like now?
1: Ooh, it's part of un <laughs> <to>, you know? <laughs> um
0: You've been in all, yeah. all aspects of un <laughs> Oh,
1: look, oh, no, oh, so I suppose I look at it, I go, un um, There's there's times where you, it's the steps and the layers yeah. and, you know, what you think is unwoke and then you get to where you think you're woke and then you fall back into your unwoke, and then you, you know, and I and I call it, you know, and a big thing that came out of me over years was, I was on a merry-go-round of life. I had a single Mm. axis, you know, and I was living around that single axis thinking that I was going up and I was down and I was up and I was down. It wasn't until I broke through and learnt the wave of life. Uh, Have your ups and downs in your life. Have your challenges, but move forward. Have motion of a wave. Mm. So you're moving forward and you're getting through. And when I broke that axis, like things changed. But, mate, my arm woke, yeah. look, I was a very aggressive young boy. Um, and I was, I was angry. I, I come from a great family. I was very well educated, um, you know, very blessed that my old man sacrificed you know, everything he did to put us in a good education. Yeah. But then I left school and got wrapped up with some pretty nasty people. And it was all because, you know, I looked back and it was like my inner Viking. I just wanted to rebel uh, for absolute no reason. And his, you know, inner Viking took me into, into so many different areas of, of, of life of, you know, drugs, alcohol, women, mm-hmm. you know, just wanting to, you know, I, I had three groups of friends. I, I was segregated. Mm-hmm. So whenever I wanted to feel like something or I wanted something to make me feel good, I went to that set of friends. Then if that didn't work, I went to my next set of friends. And then I had, you know, family and, and, and you know, I'll go back to them. And then i would just bounce around this circle of, and I mean, those friends didn't even know each
0: other.
1: Mm. That's, how, that's how staged I had it because I was controlling. Mm. I was just, in my head, I had to control every outcome. And then if I didn't, couldn't control it, I used substances to help me try to control my emotions. Yeah. So I, was, I, was, I suppose, if anything, you look at it, I was bewildered. I was looking for something, but I didn't know what I wanted. Mm. I wanted the easy life. I didn't want to be mainstream. I, I was always looking for something to stimulate me or something to make me feel good. Mm. And, and then I suppose that journey got me into some troubles. Yeah. And I suppose yeah. the biggest, biggest change from that was when I was facing two years jail because um, uh. I really got myself into some issues. And, mate, when, you, when you're sitting there and you, your house is surrounded by cops and, you know, then um, your front door gets kicked in um, you know, literally, you sort of go, hang on a second. Uh, Stabilizing of life just falls from under you, yeah. and then I lived, mate, basically
0: two years in fear because mm. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be.
1: Mm. Yeah, and um,
0: how does it look now? How, yeah. how do you, how's it? How does it compare to the person you are today? Now, like obviously on the hundred
1: percent, hundred percent different. I've gone from ego about me. Um, and that transfer of um, growth is that. Then now, uh, everything I do is about everybody else. Mm. Um, I want I want everyone around me to to be a, living a better life. Mm. You know, I want I, I love talking to men about you know what it's like to be down there, but yeah. what it's like to get the shift out of that and going through that transition. It's like you know, it's like seeing a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. But yeah. to to go through that transition. You've got to you've got to get yourself in the cocoon. You've got to shed the skin. You've got to go through the pain. Yeah, and and I, and I've been through that whole transition and 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 to that whole transition into business. And you know, I suppose what you this is a good analogy. Like back then, my, my brothers didn't want to know me. Mm. They were trying to help me, like you know, and I'd rock up, you know, at my brother's house at three o'clock in the morning, you know, with a group of mates off my head, mm. and he's got a family with kids. And so like, you know, these guys are looking at me going, man, you're crazy. What's going on? Mm. To the point where I was able to heal that relationship and be business partners with them and prove myself. Mm. So you know, i got myself, pulled my pants up. i got myself into a, into a, into a good job, groomed myself, earned respect. And I had, to, I had to fight hard. I had to fight hard for that respect of everyone around me. Mm. But then by the, by the time I did, then I got into a business with my brothers and earned my way into that business. You know, through many years. And then through that business, it really opened me up because then I, I got to start cultivating and, and, and coaching and working with staff. Yeah. And and I loved it, mate. And I, it literally, it, it was like a healing where, you know, I've got to learn respect. I, I've got to be the image that I want the image to be, yeah. you know. So I had to change my life. I want to call values in my business. Yeah. So I had to live those values myself. You know, that's not, a, you know, people do culture and business, and they, they, they put up all these symbols around the, the wall saying this is our culture, and they've got words, you know they you know, but but unless you live it, I don't yeah. believe you can breathe it. You can't grow it in that right. business. Yeah. So 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 I suppose that, that woke side of me is that transition into walking my talk, yeah, uh, Body being, man. being yeah being being the person that I that i you know that I, I want other people to be. Mm-hmm. And then through that, um, you know, going down a journey, as I said, I've had a life coach for 16 years, same mm-hmm. life coach, and I still go to her. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Just wanting to always grow and improve and, and, and like yeah. embody what you what you talk, you know, like fuck that's, I mean, the, the essence of someone who doesn't embody it is like literally a fraud, right? Like, 100%. So, yeah, I think that's so powerful to hear that, man. Really cool. What was your biggest vice? I mean, you talk about alcohol and drugs. What was your biggest vice back in that unwoke period? Uh would have been
1: drugs for sure, though. Um, you know, I was using those to balance myself. Um, you know, at a young age, I was diagnosed, diagnosed with ADD um, and put on put on Ritalin back then. And my old man at one stage didn't want that to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: But then for I was like I was labelled. Um, I was labelled a kid of ADD. You know, you've got this aggression or you've got this attitude or got this, got that. Um, so later in life, I think it became quite easy for me to fall into... Um, you know, using substances, using alcohol and using drugs. Mm-hmm. I think at one stage I got away from the drugs and I, and I fell heavily onto alcohol and, you know, and then the alcohol was was a way of, especially in the start of business, you know, was was a way of release mm-hmm. and I was using it to release. Yeah. Um, and not that I was using it massively, but it, to come home every night and have two or three beers just so I could cope with myself or calm my brain Um yeah that, that that became a vice so i literally i haven't had a drink in five and a half years i stopped wow.
0: drinking wow been sober for five and a half years five and a half years holy shit Fucking hell! good on you man what what emotion challenged you most tim through that period i've got anxiety shame fear guilt and anger which one hit you hardest
1: oh i think through those younger days it was anger yeah. anger was one of my biggest ones and yeah, you know, and that's probably where the vices came in to control that anger. And it wasn't really for any reasons. I, I lost it really quickly. Thanks. I used anger yeah. Had, as a as a form of masculinity. Like, mm. you know, I, I I enjoyed people being scared of me. Mm. You know, and as, as a younger day when I, you know, when I was, when I was running around with, you know, um, you know, riding motorbikes. You know, hanging out with you know big tattoo guys. You know, doing doing work with those guys. I enjoyed the strength. Like. I used to be you know, believe i'm not I used to be like 116 kilos lean like i was a big boy you know and i, I used that protection and that that anger as a as a superpower back then to, to intimidate the you know and that's part of that ego
0: yeah man did you ever like now that you've done this this inner work have you ever contributed that anger to something that happened in your past
1: no um yeah, look, I've done some timeline therapy um, in in looking at where that anger came, and to be quite honest, I, I when I did that timeline therapy with my coach, it actually went back into four parents. So it actually it went through my interge- intergenerational, um, and wow. and through that timeline therapy, it actually I got to a certain pivotal point, um, um, which is quite interesting um, to talk about because I don't I haven't talked about it much um, or to really to many people. But um, in that time of therapy, I really took it back and, and I got to a point in, in, in my grandfather's life and I didn't know about it, but you know, he lost his father at a young age um, and his father lost his father at a young age through a, a, a bike accident um, back in England. Mm. Um, and so through that time of therapy, it's like it got back to that point where my great-grandfather you know, bottled this anger into his body that went into my grandfather, that went into my father, that went into, father, that went into me. Mm. And if I go through my generation and look at you know, you know intergenerational um, you know clearing, and I've done some work with a with a guy uh, Michael Adamitis, yeah. you know, in, in in looking at you know intergenerational um, changing, and and looking at how that works through our DNA. Like we are our DNA. We are yeah. our DNA that's passed down to us. Um, so that's where I went to, mate. Does, I, I actually he, wasn't does he my say generation. You change
0: from. that. I've heard that like a lot. No. In, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, they are hundred percent. Like and, and even for me now, there's there's since doing the work on it and and I, I you can you can do some pretty bad things to me and I'll sit there and just smile at you. Wow. Like I don't even feel I don't even feel that anger coming up anymore. Like wow. I, I it's been a long time to to have that. And I believe it's probably one of my biggest um breakthroughs that's allowed me to get through um these last eighteen months of my life. Wow,
0: that's incredible, man. That's incredible. And uh, whose love did you cra- crave most growing up, and then who did you have to be uh, to get it, Tim?
1: Um Look, I always got my love from my mum. Yeah, you know, she mm. loved me unconditionally. I always got off my dad, mm. but uh, and, and 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 I was actually just telling my my sons yesterday um, about the fact of I, I, I yeah you know, to get off my dad because he worked seven days a week. He worked so hard. He was just wanting to provide. I used to go and lay on him on a Sunday when he couldn't get up and kick a footy with me. Mm. I'd lay on him. So I'd say, look, I'll crave my dad. And I, mm. you know, and I did that displayed that by you know, performing the best I could at sport to try to get him to come along and yeah. spend time with me through, through my sport activities.
0: So you could be worth like you're worthy of his attention.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I wanted, I wanted him just to, you know, just, respect me and 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 just be proud of me actually that's the word be proud of me
0: yeah not respect me respect me is not the right words so i want him to be proud of me very proud of you it's interesting that that's sort of the debate that you're having right now is that you don't follow that pattern on because you said you know talking earlier about being obviously running a 200 million dollar company 187 staff you had a little time for your family and that's been one of your biggest debates is making sure that you have time for them now right 100% hundred percent
1: man. Um and that's been that's been the biggest um the gift that I've had um this last eighteen months is you know the the handbrake coming on in business and actually having to be around um with my family. And it's it's a funny thing, like you always say, like, dad did that to me um and he didn't do it against me, he did it yeah. for me. Like he was working hard because he was trying to provide. Totally. And and again, I like you know, I broke through all those little issues of thinking that he didn't want to hang out with me, but it, yeah. he was working very hard. Um, and then him and I healed that, but then I was like, I'm not going to do that to my kids, you know, but then you get into a big business and you start focusing. And I was focusing on the the business and I totally forgot about my kids. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I'm lucky that, you know, my 20 my year old and my 15 year old really haven't seen me like, you know, through business, they, they grew up without me. Um, mm-hmm. I was working seven days. I was, I was working pretty hard. Um, But then my younger two boys, which are, you know, uh, seven and six, Mm -hmm. um, they've got more of me because, you know, when we went back to have more kids, I said to my wife, I promise I'll be around. But then last 18 months to happen, um, I thought I was around. I thought I was present. And my my biggest breakthrough has actually been reconnecting back with my family and having to be home. And then I've realised... like this is a pretty big breakthrough for me, man. It makes me, it makes me, it gets me emotional when, yeah. I, when I do talk about it. But at, um, it's, it's that moment when I was home that I realized that I was hiding in my work. Wow. You know, I'd look at my watch and, and go, okay, it's 7.30. I can go home now because my kids are in bed. Mm. And I was avoiding being home. I was avoiding being and dealing with having to bear around. So my wife took the, all the pressure, man. Like love her to death. Like she took right. all the pressure of me, a hundred percent focusing on my business. But what that did, it actually, when I was home, I thought I was present, but I, I was home, I was there, but I wasn't present yeah. in the moment of actually being there for everyone. I was providing, I was really providing, but I, but I wasn't present yeah. in, in 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 being there. So you know. Now being home um, and being present, it, I can really feel the difference of what it means to to the family, what it means to the upbringing of my kids, and what it really, truly means to my wife. Wow, you know, to to actually be present at home and and to actually be a dad, and mm-hmm. that's that's the calling. It's God's gift. God yeah. gave us the gift to have kids. Um, so, mate, I'm 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 seriously blessed, and um, yeah, feel you know absolutely blessed that. What's happened to me has happened to me. It's happened for me, not against me.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so much power that's taken back into your own hands when you say that, eh? Yeah. That's beautiful, man. What, what was the... Talk to me about a low point in your life or what was the lowest point in your life and, and was suicide ever a factor, Tim?
1: Yeah, it was... Um, I've had a few low points. There it hasn't, it hasn't just been one and um, at 100%, like I... I sat there at one stage um, and was about to do, you know, some pretty fucked up stuff to myself. And, Mm. you know, I was in the lows, Um, you know, I didn't know whether I was getting locked up for nine months, uh, for for nine years. Um, Yeah, which obviously the lawyer was telling me. I was looking at my life. I'd just come out of a marriage, um, so a divorce. Um, You know, I was taking you know, a lot of substances, I was trying to balance myself and make myself feel happy with it. And at three o'clock one morning, um, I, I remember I was sitting there and, and I really, I was literally about to do something, you know, terrible, like, yeah. you know, and um this voice came into my head and said, bring your mum. Um So at three o'clock in the morning, I rang mum and just, just let open. Um And then oh. she came running around and and if it wasn't for that and that, that connection that I had with my mum and the feel that I could actually do that, mate, I, yeah, I might not be here.
0: Yeah. Wow, what sort of like what what do you mean you heard a voice in your head? Was that
1: Uh it's like it was, I was in the moment and I literally um mate, I had I had a firearm in front of me. And oh. I, I was I was like, Well, I'm over it. I don't want to be here anymore. And yeah, it's just like a I don't know, it's just this voice in the back of my head just it was just like bring your mum. Like I, I don't know, I can't. I don't know. It's spiritual. Yeah. Um, you know, it was spiritual. It was. You know, and, and I'll be honest. At that time, mate, I had no faith back then. So I it know. wasn't. I, Whoa, can't, I mean, really? I, I had no. I had no. No, no. I had no faith back then. In that moment, I didn't have faith. Shit. Dude. So, so, and this voice came and it's like you know, call cool, mum. You know, and I say to people now like that moment. You know, that's where, talking about unconditional love, like if I didn't have that person that I know I could call, you know, um, uh, yeah, it, it could be all over. And, and then from that, I, I was working on that for many years and that's where I've got a calling of, you know, like I, I designed this whole program up around crossroads of life and being there and standing there. And do, you, do, you, do you take the hard approach or do you take the easy approach? Mm. And, mate, that was my moment. Where I can literally visualise, like I was at the crossroads of life. Mm. You know, I could turn right or left. Mm. You know, and, right. and and I'm I'm lucky. I'm I'm glad I chose to to make
0: that phone call. I'll be honest, man. Yeah. Mm, beautiful, man. What was the significant moment awakening for you? Like, did you? Was there like a significant thing where you just like fuck? I've got to change here. Like, was it at in when you're facing jail? <laughs> was it that phone call with your mum? Like, what made you really change for like
1: more permanently? mate. It was, um, it was um, facing jail. Um, It was facing, you know, you know, I had, um, I had multiple um, allegations. I had multiple charges against me. Um, And in that moment, I just went, "What am I doing? Who am I?" Mm. Um, You know, and it talked about the crossroads of life in that moment. I don't think that pivotal moment was I mean that pivotal moment was, you yeah, know, to call my mum was a was a was a moment to go, oh, I need help. Mm. I need I need someone, I need help, I need I'm at the bottom, I can't get any lower, I fell off the cliff, I've hit the bottom hard. Mm. Um I don't think I've got the energy of coming back. Mm. Um, and then mate, going working through that whole two years, um of 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 court hearings and appearances and 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 the whole lot of things that i was going through uh, living in fear just is nothing that i wanted you know for the rest of my life looking over my shoulder just wasn't what i wanted for the rest of my life you know walking down the street and going you know is someone going to nab me or is someone going to hurt me um wasn't something that i wanted for the rest of my life yeah. you know um so, yeah, so that that in itself was like, well, I had to disconnect from my friends. Like, I this. had to disconnect. I literally had to, you know, you know, get rid of mobile phones. I had to get rid of contacts. I had to disappear.
0: Yeah, and, um, mate, that's what I did. Wow. Wow. What, what part of, what healing was a big part of your journey, man? Like, so you've gone from this awakening. Obviously, it's taken some time to figure out, you know, what you want to do, who you are. What's in this the spanning of however many years that was what's what's the biggest the most effective healing modality that you used
1: mate the the, the biggest one would be my life coach mm. actually getting someone that um brought me accountable to myself yeah. and through that process and you know pinnacle you know people who say they can get a life coach and i'm better in three months they're full of shit. Because you know, it's 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 something that's a long term process. Yeah. You know, you know you might be able to clean your garbage can out, yeah. It would be refilled in two weeks. Yeah. You know, because it's like toxicity in your body. You you keep on producing it, and you know you think you're clean, you keep on producing it. Right? So going through that um, and getting deep and going through, you know, saving my life coach. I mean, I was I was brought a cattle to myself. Um, I was brought to own. My own shit mm-hmm. um, i was I, I through working with her, I was able to grow values in my life around belief, love, peace, you know integrity, loyalty, mm. all these things that i i, I wasn't being because mm. having three friend groups is not being loyal or true to myself, it wasn't respecting myself. Mm. You know, so I, I believe in bringing these values into my life and actually living them, you know, and thinking about it. Well, I can't have three groups because how, how's, how is that correct for myself? How is that right? Like how, how am I being true to myself? Yeah. How, am I, how am I being respectful, you know, you know, to who I want to be? Mm. You know, if, I'm, if I've got people that if one person is judging me, I'll go to someone else. Yeah. So you've got to stop the behaviour. So you've got to bring accountability back. And that's what she did. She just kept on calling my shit, you know, session after session after session until, mate, years of work of just going reframing my mind to go, mm. um, it's not my mind and my control to control my outcome, mm-hmm. but to actually live to who you are yeah. and live it. And, and then, you know, friends will come to you who are the ones that grow you up. Yeah. And, and 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 bring you to fruition, mm-hmm. and, and 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 help cultivate you. But to do that, you've also got to make sure you know what kind of farmer you are, who you are, into into what kind of crop you want to grow.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> analogy, man. <laughs> I want to go farming now. <laughs> <laughs> so so you mentioned your friend group there. That's the next question. That's obviously changed a shit shit ton right like uh, through oh, this journey and has it changed for the better 100 percent, yeah
1: oh man look yeah, and there's some mates of mine that were there through the trials and tribulations that i you know i'd love to be in touch with but the thing is i just can't be hmm. um and you know, yeah yeah it's, it's it's like having a fast car and every time you get into it you know you're going to get a speeding fine you're going to lose your license so why drive it yeah. so you've got to get to that point of going well what is right and what is wrong for you. Mm. Um, and my yeah, friends are completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't have as many uh, close friends. And I'll be honest, going through the phases that I did, I, I had, I end up getting trust issues around friends mm. and trust issues of people who were using me or people that were manipulating me for who I want to be yeah. or using me for their advantage, not mine. You know, in the younger days, yeah. so I, I, I've got a whole lot of stuff around friends, mm. and let's say now I've got my core cool friends, and we do anything for each other. Mm. Um, that's and beautiful. and they're inspiring. They yeah. they love me. I love them. Yeah. Um, and you know, to, to tap into it, you know, you you've got to have those people that are that are willing to, you know, help you be who you want to be and and keep you accountable.
0: Fuck, that's so true, man. And it's also quant. Uh, quality over quantity, right? Like, I think I've been caught 100%. in that trap as, like, you want the big Instagram photos and, like, all the boys. <laughs> and, you know, like, at times, I don't think anyone really knows each other in those situations, at least in my experience. But 100%. um, what part of this conscious journey are you most grateful for, to me? <sighs> like there's...
1: Um, right now, what comes to mind is is the the last year and connecting with my family and connecting with my boys mm. connecting with um the fact of having the opportunity right now to actually be the dad who i want to be to be the father i want to be to be the husband that i truly want to be um and and also who they deserve to have mm. um yeah, my oldest son said it to me. He goes, "Dad, it doesn't matter about the money. He goes, the biggest thing is just having you." Mm, shit. You know, and that when you um, run in the heart, eh? Oh, it almost did just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. It just gets you, and you, and, you, and you think about it, and these, you know, these boys grow up, man, and they're just amazing in their thoughts, and they look at what you do, and you don't realise it until you sit back and talk to them, and they go, "Dad, for years you've been flogging yourself."
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's great. Like, we've got great things. We live in a good house. We live, you know, we've been sent to good schools. But at the end, um, you know, it's, I don't want to lose that connection and I want to grow it. And, like, mate, I'm mainly I'm just reconnecting to where I want to be. Yeah. So I'll be honest, in that conscious journey is becoming that true man of being able to pass down, and you know, you know and and help these guys. Your
0: lessons. The...
1: Be, be who they deserve to be and not get stuck in the mold or you know, the corporat- corporat- corporatization of um of what the world perceives that you've got to do
0: wow and i guess that's like so beautiful that you've gone to like the tops of running a big company and to go hey man it's not actually really about that and so like now you can pass on those lessons to your children and to anyone yeah. else who crosses your path man that's that's fucking beautiful
1: well, I looked at it when, I, when, when, and again when, um, when stepping out of that business and and that business being taken away, um, I actually looked at it, um, and I've I re- reverse engineered, it and I looked, what am I actually missing? And I actually was missing my staff. I was missing my team. I was missing my family. Yeah. You know, these are people that I've worked on. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the business. It wasn't about the growth. For me, I just loved the people, and that was the biggest part of, um. That realization and it was it was nice to be able to sit back and analyze that because I think if I if you had to kept going for another five, ten years, you, you, you'd get lost in the growth and you know um what you've just got to do. And it becomes a job, it doesn't become a, a passion.
0: Mm. So yeah. So true, so true. Well so the last question here, brother, what's one tip you would give your old self starting this journey?
1: <laughs> um Be true to yourself, be honest to yourself and hold space, hold space that you can look in the reflection of the mirror and truly love and respect who that person is. Mm. And then through that, you'll find your path.
0: Mm. That's beautiful man. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me, Timmy. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're such a beautiful man. It's an honour to cross paths with you, man, and I'm grateful that I can share your story. So thank you. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Luca. And thank you to everyone listening, tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode.
1: I got love in my eyes, bro, I can see, I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be, wokeness is taking my old self away, yeah, I put love into me, I'm spreading that love, yo, don't you see, grab your cacao and drink it with me, cause wokeness is taking my old self away, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be, woke man. Wokey woke man, woke man Wokey woke man, woke man Wokey woke man Bring love and just be